Alright, what's up, folks? How the fuck y'all doing on this, uh, Sunday? Oh, gotta go back to work tomorrow. Bummer. Alright, anyways. I came across a question on Quora, and it said, you know, if we, if we take in free speech, it's free speech gone too far. Uh, and this, this was just, like, completely out of touch to me. So, again, I think... A lot of people on Quora ask Americans questions because they're just trying to get get to know how... Because we don't make any sense. Um, and even my, uh, you know, the, the people that... I have people from Ecuador that visit my website. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, surprisingly, a lot of people from weird places. Um, but, yeah, it's called, Have We Gone Too Far With Free Speech? Where are you talking about? The U.S.? I assume since the U.S. is kind of known for one of three protected rights in the First Amendment, you mean America. You couldn't be American and ask a question like that. In an era of unprecedented lawlessness and tyranny like never even dreamed of before, not in the, quote, land of the free, home of the brave, (laughs) you probably think it's illegal to shop fire in a theater. You've heard the mealy-mouthed excuses for mistaking a God-given right with the, the mere misbehavior of a privilege that we Americans enjoy from our state. A human right isn't the prerogative of a theater or the state to violate. It is the prerogative of the theater, you know, in that it's, you're in their fucking private property. And if they, you know, ask you not, you know, you don't, I don't know, if you heard their shit, you know, that, that you owe them... Anyways, you have every right to scream fire, and if there's a scene in which people or property are damaged due to the panic of your malicious lie, which is what it would be if you yelled fire when when there wasn't a fire, Uh, if you yell fire in a a fucking crowded theater and there is a fire, you're doing the right right thing. If you're yelling fire where there is no fire, it's a malicious lie, and that's like, you know, a crime. And you're free to be dealt with by the parties you just caused great stress and perhaps injury to. Then the owner of the theater is going to press charges for what the panic cost him in property damage. Free men are free to do what they wish. The difference is they take the full responsibility for their behavior. Our rights are a part of the part of us that doesn't die. You get that? They, yeah. It's, our rights are within, are part of our our soul, our humanity, the part of us that doesn't die, you know, that leaves when we, 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 we die. The energy that isn't left in our bodies when we die. The spirit that, that takes leave of this realm upon the death of our meat suits. We know energy is neither created nor destroyed. I've never, I, I've seen more life and energy in a woman on death's door, so close to that day that she has to be at peace or she'd be frantic. More life in her old and used up 100-year-old eyes than I see in a hundred of these drones we put in school. She had a lifetime of love, loss, victory, and defeat. She lived her life and she, and you could see she was ready for whatever the good Lord had for her next. 
This woman grew up when men and women spoke carefully, and they honored their words regardless. Reputation was the difference from getting a loan to feed your kids and being told to trade the father of your children for a government cheese. Welfare wasn't offered to women who had kids with fathers still in the home, who were supposed to be the man of said home and were able to be, you know, out working. With a capable man in the home, the country actually expected to see the eventual success of the home, you know, community, and so on. After the state removed the father figures, developed a clandestine drug trade for the fatherless children, and whacked Escobar, and did all you think, I mean, Escobar was kind of late in the game, kind of, but whatever, you get the idea. Uh, for refusing to be America's bitch, <laughs> we got the crack epidemic and record violence that was destroying black culture. This is when the mainstream culture chose a side. Dr. Dre and NWA, selling drugs, pimping your women to white dudes with enough money to buy what they want. Ask Ice-T about the Jews in music. Black culture went from the Drifters, Sam Cooke, and Smokey Robinson, talking sweet poetry to their women and worshipping their feet, Today, black men and women sing, quote, or rap about each other out of, like, pure hate, vile indecency, and it's really, it's just totally cool. And their music videos are utterly fucking satanic. And not just the black, uh, Katy Perry is totally sold, uh, sold into Satan, and, uh... A lot of these uh, black cats are too. Um, all these popular fucking scumbags. Um, in fact, you know, I, I was able to point it point it out to my daughter, and even though it's so fucking obvious to me, it blew her mind. Uh, love songs that were about marriage, babies, and lifelong bonds. Today, it's the most vile crap they can think up. In their little fucking sold out satanic little minds. Old rappers were way better. Griff from Public Enemy, Tupac, and others. Yeah. So I pointed this out to my daughter, you know. Just check out the difference in the way that black men sang to their women in the 1960s versus how they sing to them today. And wow. These are we're talking. Something's changed radically between between black men and women. They don't seem to like each other the same way that they did before, when they were really you know dependent upon each other. Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have you know. Uh, I don't know. But but when I, when I pointed that out to my daughter, it like blew her fucking mind. Right? She saw the stark difference between you know. Tracks of my fucking tears and what wet ass pussy, yeah. She immediately recognized the difference. But think you know, thank God she's she's twenty, so she didn't grow up totally totally woke. Here's the thing, though, right? It never had to be this way. There was a split of criminal thuggery and rap for the sake of culture right around the middle of the eighties. Gangster rap was big in L.A. Sure. Everything disgusting is celebrated in L.A. The Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight was a much different attitude and inspired much more innocent behavior. 
Yeah, there was two totally different types of rap coming up around the same time. And they were both very popular. We could have had both of them, but for whatever reason, the Jewish owners of the record labels, and uh, Dr. Dre raps about it. He talks in one of his songs, in one of his NWA songs, he talks about uh, putting a bullet in some uh, Jewish dude's head that has horns coming out of it. So they made it onto a record. Yeah, crazy. But anyways, you know, so, yeah, you know, Dr. Dre, it's his, when I talk about this, black people, a lot of times, these are coming from your own people's words. (laughs) Okay, so I much prefer, I mean, it's 13 minutes long, Rapper's Delight, but it's still a fucking cool-ass song. Way cooler than some fucking disgusting song about... I don't know, worshipping the fucking devil and pimping your own women out to fucking um, whoever can give you success. The Jews running the record labels chose for you, guys. Real music that the whole country liked, like Aretha Franklin, The Spinners, and the list is endless. They, They were all just phased out. They went from young men in suits singing ballads to their women to drug dealers, killers who pollute their communities with dope and recruit the young men to take the heat from criminal or cop alike. They don't give a fuck. Here, you know, I'm just going to give you these bags and you're going to stand on this corner and do my bidding. Yep. Where's your parents? Off having more kids. It's bizarre the way that they get away with this drug trade these days. It's with these dope houses and shit, dude. And these inner cities. I mean, I only only know about it from, like, fucking, you know, movies. But apparently, that's pretty much what it it is in real life. In some, you know, some neighborhoods. Not all, not all neighborhoods. Yep, you pimp out your women, sell them to whatever, you know. Just cash trade. Just better give that poor gal something so she don't get a beating, you know. Because that's fucked up. Then they dare point their fucking bony finger at me. This is the result of a clique of malcontents that constantly create situations of inequity and blame the group they really want hurt, which is me. But it's it's not me. It's fucking with you guys. I've never promoted a black boxer just to steal the fucking clothes off his back. Tyson was being managed brilliantly, 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 by a couple of old Jews. The media told him they couldn't be working for him. They were white. In came Don King. Tyson, probably the most gifted boxer as far as raw talent goes, ends his career a, quote, convicted rapist. I think he was catfished. Then a disgraced boxer that resorted to biting a man's ear off in front of millions of fucking people. And yeah, uh, Holyfield needed like fucking 18 stitches. It bit his ear off. <sighs> Free speech has little to do with talking. When you chill or control speech, you control thoughts. You can control the limits to what is acceptable. Sticks and stones still break bones, and words can hurt you now, too. That's the message. So, there is no quote, too far when it comes to freedom to communicate unpopular ideas. 
If the so-called hate speech can't be bested by logical debate, maybe it's not logic guiding you. Maybe it's propaganda and misplaced anger. For a rough and tumble people, black people, to be so fucking sensitive over a stupid fucking word. I mean, Jesus Christ, that they call themselves all the time. Nigga, nigger, whatever. That was given to them after the Irish wore it out. That's right. The first people to be called nigger were Irishmen. You fucking morons. <clears throat> so, you're not unique. No. But Irish people didn't put up with the fucking summers in fucking Georgia quite as well as black men did. You know? It's just, yeah. Luck of the trade. The luck of the draw, I guess. Then we were put through a fucking potato, potato famine and then tried to, to be genocided by uh, who, you, I mean, black people claim all white people are the same, right? Well, no, it was the English that tried to genocide the, the Irish. And I'm of both people, so, you know, like I said, I, I just don't keep historical fucking slights in my fucking uh, daily life. They don't do me any good. You know, you, need, you people need to le- let go of this shit. Uh, but you, you continue to watch programming that keeps it front and center, you know. And, and, and yeah, you black people, you're tough. You're tough as fuck. But this one word, it totally like it fucking takes away all your your ability to reason and think and turns you. You know, it's it's fucking ridiculous. There's nothing you could call me regarding race that would get a response out of me. Anything other than laughter. And if you pushed it, I'd answer you in kind. And then we'd probably fight. But really, I mean, you can't, you really can't offend me by making what? Fun of me for being uh, Irish or English or white? No. Or having blue eyes? Uh, No, I get these from my grandfather. Thank you. I'm proud of them. Uh, Try again. If you want to offend me, you know, talk shit about my family or something. I don't know. Or just, just don't offend me. How about that? We need to expand our freedom, not help destroy it. We need to be adults about words and understand the distinction between a name and violence. We need to get over ourselves. White liberals, it's not your fucking life's purpose to protect blacks. Black folks, get over the victim card. It's pathetic and wimpy as hell. The best revenge is living well. The Bill of Rights is not laws for us. They are hard prohibitions against a master list of God-given rights. They have, they, by, you know, the government, has no right, authority, or protection of the law for violating any one of them, as well as unlimited other rights that are not mentioned. The only privileges they are to enjoy are listed in the Constitution itself and the amendments, a couple of which are just straight frauds, like the income tax. In fact, They are oath-bound to protect this Constitution. Not a president, senator, or anything but the U.S. Constitution. They have failed, or they are just turncoat imposters hell-bent on destruction. We need more and louder free speech. We need a real press that has access to the people's business. We have the right to associate with whom we wish and cannot be forced to integrate with anyone. This government is beneath God, and they have quite an eternity to consider banning churches but leaving liquor stores and methadone clinics open during a fucking pandemic 
We need to understand our rights and stand on them without giving another inch. Just not another inch. Natural or God-given rights are easy to define and easy to find the proper trespasser when you understand the two fundamental principles that guide the whole world view. It really is that easy. Just like, you know, if you if you never ever want to hurt somebody with a gun, always treat every single gun as if it is loaded. And never ever point a gun at something you're not willing to destroy. If you follow those two very simple rules, you can never hurt yourself or anybody else with a firearm. Okay? Well, uh, living a moral life is just as simple and easy. Um... You are clearly a special animal that happens to share the place with other folks, similar in kind but different in detail. We know we are the masters of our domain because we control it and shape it to our liking. We cut hundreds of mile-long canals, build magnificent cities, and we blow it sometimes. Seems like sometimes the arrogance of man grinds on God's ears so much that he scatters us and hits neighbor just banged on my fucking ceiling for some reason. He scatters us and hits reset, and I think he's getting close to doing it again. The answer is never less freedom. What are you going to do to police speech? What's the punishment, and what exactly is the crime? You folks that want to surrender the very last reasons we have any freedom left at all are just mental. Speech Assembly, the militia, and an American patriot with 400 million guns just waiting to be put to good use. If I haven't been clear enough, freedom fixes things. The state kills people for lack of a better idea. Freedom has an excellent track record in this country, and we'd like to keep it that way. If you aren't from here, don't come talking that jive without understanding the people you get to live off of now. American weapons are the line in the sand between world domination and worldwide freedom. You want to limit our options? Thanks, but we want our freedom by ourselves and a bit of French shipping. We don't need anything but will this time. So, yeah, for all you motherfuckers that think you're helping, you're not. So, knock it the fuck off. Uh... We absolutely do not need less speech in this country. We need more speech. There is an entire... Half this country has no idea that half the country has been censored from Facebook. They're only talking to themselves. They're in an echo chamber. They, and, and they're totally unaware of it. The only people... I mean, I know that I've been censored and kicked off of every single fucking platform. But liberals don't, you know... They just see me disappear and they're happy to see it. So, we are, we, 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 we're, we're just, just, this country is just a joke. It can't continue this way. It can't continue this way. And half of us are out to lunch. And I'd say the other half has been, you know, shocked awake by, by the reality of it. You know? Um, they're not, they're, they're no longer useful to the clique or the government or whatever you want to call it. The Federal Reserve, the banking institutions, the military industrial complex, whatever you want to call it. 
I call them Jews, but uh, to each their own. Uh, Small Hats is pretty funny, but that's so in Benjamin's thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a com he's a comedian, so you know, and good, you know, he should be able to come up with witty shit like that. <laughs> the Small Hats, it's just it's cool, it's funny, because they wear funny, funny little fucking coasters on their head. What the fuck is that all about, anyways? I'm gonna have to look that up. I it nothing they do is without reasons or well, not that they're reasonable people, but everything they do has you know some symbolic symbolism built into it. So the little coaster hat thing must must have something, and the the curls and the way that they just refuse to like bathe and I, I don't know their teeth are all jacked up and uh. I mean, you, you guys ever, I mean, there's a lot of footage from Israel. Israel's, you know, it, 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 as far as technology goes, it's, it's, it's like number two, uh, after the United States is like the most technologically fucking advanced fucking city, you know, country, you know, there's cities like Mumbai and shit, but that's right in the middle of a desert. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I was getting at. I put this post out pretty late. Uh, I know people hate the way that I, you know. There, uh, uh, being a, a podcast listener myself, I uh, I do appreciate when podcasters keep a schedule. <laughs> so I know that you know it's lame, but yeah, whatever. I just do what I can and. This came up, and uh, I took it in a whole bunch of different directions, and if you can make any sense out of it, good for you. If you can't, you can't. If you think it's hateful, eh, go fuck yourself. To the rest of y'all, have a good night. To the guy banging on my fucking ceiling, drop fucking dead. Peace out.